Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome in to the latest episode of Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace. It is Monday, September 28th. Week three of the NFL season almost in the books. Very, very exciting week of action around the league. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to go game by game. Just a couple quick minutes on each team, where they're heading, um, you know, what we thought of the games I had. I want to say I virtually had every game on Sunday. I'm trying to think, you know, I didn't turn on Bears-Falcons until late. Um, we'll start off with that one, but uh, I'm trying to think what else I didn't have on. I didn't have on 49ers Giants. I didn't. I didn't have on 49ers Giants for a second of the day. I think I don't. I don't think I had that on at all. Um, Texans Steelers. I tuned off a little late at, at the end, so I didn't watch the full game there. I, yeah, I watched just about every game. I love the way that they scheduled it. Um, Yesterday, they need to do this more often, where it's, you know, they, they had one fewer one o'clock game and just put it into the late slate. And so I think we had five games in the late afternoon, um, which is just, it's just better. Let's spread it out. Let's not overwhelm ourselves at one o'clock. Let's just, you know, add in some late afternoon games. Um, really, really fun day of football. Of course, it all, you know, <laughs> leads up to tonight with the behemoth matchup of, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, at the end, I'll just give you my predictions for that game, how I see that rolling out, and uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, let's let's start off. We'll just go through each game of the week, give you my thoughts. Won't spend a ton of time trying to be out of here within the 35-minute range, probably. Uh, shorter podcast today. Um, man, Atlanta. 0-3. For the first time since 2007, uh, this one is a is a brutal way. Just as you know, coming off of last week, blowing, um, you know, what they had a 99.9% win probability against the Dallas Cowboys, and they blow that. Um, they get outscored 20 to nothing in the fourth quarter by Nick Foles. Uh, just to take a look at the whole sequence of everything, let's just pull it up here, right down to the end. Um, you know, fourth quarter, first drive, uh, Nick Foles, Jimmy Graham touchdown, 26 to 16. Atlanta then has a three and out. Chicago scores 26 23. That was the Allen Robinson score. Atlanta, three and out. Um, then, then Nick Foles to Antonio Miller, seal the game ends with an Atlanta interception. Um, I'm surprised that they let Dan Quinn leave uh, leave the office still with his job. I expected him to be out, especially after two uh, blatant, you know, awful losses like that. Um, look, Atlanta, down here, Dan Quinn should be gone soon. Um, really like the offensive uh, potential. They're still putting up points. You know, they're still, you know, doing well. It's just a lot of desperation. They get off to these early leads, and then they watch it all crumble. They need to stay aggressive in the second half. Um, it's frustrating. Not much you can really say about it. Atlanta, just it's, it's going to be one of those years again. It's it's official. I'm out on Dan Quinn. I was fine after he, you know, kind of saved the season last year by going on this, you know, huge tear at the end of the year. I think they finished 7-1 and one after their awful start. Maybe it was 7-2. and two. I'm trying to remember correctly, but... Um, for Chicago, the least impressive 3-0 team maybe of all time, maybe. 
they got the Colts coming up this week. Much tougher challenge for them defensively. Um, offensively, I expect that to be the Bears' first loss of the season. Uh, you can't beat the Giants, Lions, and Falcons, who I think combined have one win, and, and tell me that you know they're going to be uh, a legit 3-0 and team. Um, not buying anything Chicago is selling. Completely out on the Falcons, dump of a season. Um, interesting to see what they would do at the end of the year. You know, Matt is up there in age. You know, could he... I, we're just going to have to talk about this all year. Those really bad teams with franchise quarterbacks, what the hell are they going to do at the end of the year? It's going to be very interesting to see how it happens. Uh, Bears come from behind. Shocking game. Brutal blow for Falcons, minus three and a half or minus three. Um, they blow that one. Bears 3-0. Falcons 0-3, uh, What has to be one of the games of the week um, up in Buffalo, the, the Bills holding on for dear life. Win this one over the Rams, 35-32, Buffalo 3-0. The Los Angeles Rams move to 2-1. Josh Allen now has had 300 or more passing yards in three straight games to start off the season. He has been terrific. Look, this was, this was the big thing with the Bills for me. You know, they go through the Jets, they go through Miami. I say, okay, what are you going to look like against a really good team? A really good team. This Rams team is one of the best teams in the NFC. One of the best. Um, Bills jump out to a massive 28-3 lead. They blow it. The Rams are a very good team. How well can you hold up when everything seems to be going against your way? Josh Allen had one of the scariest but most exciting you know, game-winning drives. Got a little lucky there on a pass interference, but hey, we've all been there before. The Rams have gotten lucky on pass interference calls before. Uh, this time they get a little unlucky. But, I mean, come on. Josh Allen, 3-11, four touchdowns. He did throw his first interception of the season, I believe. Um, you know, still added a, a rushing touchdown as well, too. Receivers, everybody's doing stuff. Um, you know, John Brown didn't have a day, but it was a Gabriel Davis game. Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs. We seriously have to be talking about the Bills as one of the best teams in football now. If Josh Allen is going to play at this level for the, for the season... This is a legit team. I, I know we take a look at Kansas City and Baltimore are so far and ahead of everybody else. Buffalo's, Buffalo's that number three team to me. They're the number three team in the AFC. It's, it's going to be a battle between them and, and New England You know, for that division. Buffalo, from top to bottom, they are the most talented team coaching in, in the AFC behind Baltimore and Kansas City for the Rams. You know that you are a good team still. You know, if, if you had just gotten flat out destroyed, I would have been like, oh, okay. But the second half comeback, the offense was humming. You, you just didn't get lucky at the end of the game. You know, hats off to making off, the, you know, pulling off that comeback. Um, that's a huge deficit to come over. You know, you scored 29 points in the second half after three in the first. I, I got to tip the hat to both of these teams. We got to take both of them seriously. Um, Rams are still going to be very good. They've, they've got a lot of good pieces there. Um, don't need to spend a whole lot of time on this one. Browns beat the Washington football team 34-20. Cleveland with 30-plus points in two straight games for the first time since 2010. Hopefully they've got their offense humming. Only thing we have to consider is the Washington football team and the Cincinnati Bengals. Not two difficult challenges. We saw how they looked against the, the uh, Ravens. I fully believe the Browns will be a 9-7 team, be pushing for a wild card spot. Um, good to see them take care of, of, of the easy opponents. 
Um, it wasn't always easy for him. They pull out at the end. Uh, Washington, you know, Haskins Haskins looked really bad in week two. He, he looked a lot better in week three, I will say. Um, they've got some pieces on offense that are exciting. Defensively, it's the front seven. Secondary is atrocious. Um, they're going to be a bad team. It's fine. They're building something. I like the the culture overhaul. It's going to take some time. Cleveland, uh, shout out to you for, for taking care of opponents that you need to take care of. Now, it's can you get lucky against some of these teams that, that are better than you? Can you keep games close against a Baltimore or a Pittsburgh? Um, we'll have to wait and see. They've, I know they've got... Um, they don't have them upcoming this week, but I think the week after they have the Colts, that'll be another tough game. You, you know, Cleveland, if, if you're going to win, you got to be close with those games. Uh, going on to Minnesota, uh, Tennessee, Titans. 3-0 for the first time since 2008. Vikings fall to a shocking 0-3. Um, this game was a little bit closer than I thought it would be. I thought I had Tennessee winning by three. They had to edge one out. They win by one point. Um, man. I feel so relieved for Steven Gostowski after the horrible start to the year that he had. He has been on fire, uh, kicking field goals left and right for Tennessee from deep, too. I mean, he hit a 39-yarder, a 31-yarder, 30-yarder, but then you get into the second half, 51, and then you also get a 54 and a 55 to, to win the game. Um, hats off to Steven Gostowski. The Titans... They're getting some lucky breaks here. They got I, they got lucky in all three games, so it's a 3-0 that I'm like, eh. But it's still one we have to appreciate, especially without A.J. Brown. Uh, for the Vikings, Kirk, two more interceptions. Um, he did get things going in the passing game more. The offense looked better. You know, with, with the Vikings, I was going to say this was their toughest defensive challenge this season. Um, maybe I got to reconsider that after now that we've seen Gardner Minshew put up a lot of points, Kirk Cousins put up a lot of points. Um you know, Denver didn't really get anything going that first uh, week, but Dalvin Cook, 181 yards on the ground. Justin Jefferson with 175 receiving yards. Um, I feel a little bit better about the Vikings, you know, compared to a team like like Atlanta, who is 0-3, and, and it's these awful collapses. You know, Minnesota, they, their offense got going. You know that they can still get it done some days. It's just probably just not going to be one of those years. You start off 0-3, it's a tough hole to climb out of. Um, you know, could they be a team at the top that chooses to move on from Kirk? You know, if they if they got, you know, a top pick to get a quarterback, who knows? Um, let's go to New England. The Patriots moved to 2-1, beating the Las Vegas Raiders 36-20. What does New England do? Every time, every time you play New England, they will just take whatever your best weapon is and nullify it. Darren Waller had two catches for nine yards. Um, and the Raiders offense couldn't really do a, a whole lot else in the passing game. You know, Derek Carr did get 261 yards, which pisses me off on that final drive because they got, um, I had under 245 passing yards and it would have won, um, if the safety was ruled a safety because New England would have gotten the ball back, but instead it was ruled a touchdown for New England, which gave the Raiders one more drive, the overhit pissed me off. But what did they do? They took away the two biggest weapons for the Raiders, the two you know strongest weapons on that offense, um, like I was saying with Darren Waller, targeted only four times, two catches for nine yards. Josh Jacobs held the 71 rushing yards on 16 attempts. So New England defense, what does it do? It takes away your best weapons. Let's see what else you can do outside of that. It was a big Hunter Renfro game, so good for him. Um, you know, not a whole lot else out there that was exciting in the passing game. 
New England, meanwhile, they're just keeping on. Huge, huge game on the ground, you know, led by Sony Michelle. Nine carries for 117 yards. Cam didn't have to do a whole lot through the air. This game was a pretty easy win. I know the Raiders put up 20 points. It, it, it was really way more of a blowout. New England, you know, they're exciting. I mean, I'm excited to see these these Patriots-Bills matchups. I think it's the, the most challenging team that the Patriots have had in their division since early 2010s with the New York Jets. Um, so exciting to see what, you know, how they contend with another really good team in their division. Uh, Las Vegas, first loss of the season. I, I really think, you know, the Monday Night Football win over New Orleans was kind of a, a lucky swing of the bat, but... You know, they, they did put up points on New England. They did put up 20, not not overly impressive. I'm more on the Raiders being around a 500-type team this year um, or, or, you know, a little bit worse. You know, they, they still got a, you know, a tough division, you know, a little bit easier now that Denver's banged up, Los Angeles is banged up, but you still got Kansas City. Um, they can be very good on offense, but they're atrocious on defense. Um, so very exciting to see the Patriots kind of rework their offense around Cam Newton. Um, like I said, you know, it's, it's them or Buffalo for the number three team in the AFC. Um, right now I'm giving the edge to Buffalo just because of their defense, their offensive line, and receiving threats. Buffalo can stretch it down the field. New England right now can't do that at all. Like I said, I didn't watch a single second of 49ers-Giants, and for good reason. The 49ers, with half of a roster, beat the Giants 36-9. to um, Jarek McKinnon now has at least one touchdown in three straight games. Um, I know that that backfield is always hard to um, figure out, especially when some guys go down with injuries. Not a whole lot to say. Giants, one of the worst teams in football, especially with no Saquon, banged up receivers. The defense is empty. This is a tank year for me if I'm the Giants. You know, it's a tough conversation. If, if Daniel Jones can still look... Um, if Daniel Jones can have, if Daniel Jones can have a very good season uh, statistically, which he hasn't been so far, then I wouldn't necessarily move on too quick. But I think if the Giants get the first overall pick, it's a pretty easy switch to Trevor Lawrence. Um, God, it's 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 rough with the Giants right now. 49ers, 36 points. You have no one on offense right now. Absolutely no one. Kyle Shanahan's one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Um, you know, let's see. Nick Mullins, 343 yards, one touchdown. Didn't really get a whole lot on the ground, which is surprising. They did most of their damage through the air, which is very surprising. Um, but they got everybody involved. Uh, you know, there's one, two, three, four, five, six guys with at least two catches, five with at least three. Brandon Ayuk leads the way, five catches, 70 yards. Very very impressive game from the 49ers. I think we all still expected, um, you know, them to, to win big. At least I did. Oh, my God. Brutal game in Philadelphia. Absolutely brutal game. Um, the Bengals and the Eagles entered winless. They both leave winless. A 23-23 tie at the end of overtime. Uh, Philadelphia, you need to get your swagger back. What, what's up with this? Everything is just going wrong. Carson Wentz. Um, through seven interceptions in each of his last three seasons. He has six already through three weeks. Something's not right there with Carson. I, I don't know if it's playing injured. I don't know I, I don't know if it's just 
I mean, this is one of the steepest declines of a quarterback I've seen in quite some time. He was the MVP front runner by a mile before he tore his ACL back in 2017. Um, and this is a Bengals defense that is empty. It's an empty defense. He, he looked really bad. Uh, 29 to 47, one touchdown, two picks. You know, Miles Sanders almost had 100 yards. Uh, they lost um, Dallas Goddard, obviously, an unfortunate injury. Meanwhile, you know, I guess good for the Bengals. I wish they could have stealed that win. I had um, plus 180 uh, money line. Um, Joe Burrow is very good. He's going to have a very good career um, if they can build around him. Biggest thing to me is the offensive line. If Joe Mixon can only rush for 2.9 yards a carry um, against a Philly front seven that really isn't that great. The Rams ran all over them in week two. Um, who did they face in week one? The Washington football team. They really didn't do a whole lot in the ground game in that one. But um, the offensive line is atrocious. They can't create anything in the run game. That's the missing piece to this offense. Burroughs got it. Joe Mixon is talented. He just needs. It's just like Saquon in New York. You can be the best running back in football. If you don't have an offensive line, you can't do dog shit in this league. Um, and that's what, you know, a guy like Saquon and a guy like Joe Mixon are, are finding out the hard way. Um, outlook for both these teams. Look, I said the Eagles were going to have a really down year. I think I projected four to five wins for them. Bengals, they're going to have, you know, they're the worst team in that division, but it's all about, okay, how excited, you know, what's the potential here with Joe Burrow? I think it's very exciting. Um, a tie, first tie of the season, 23 to 23, Bengals and the Eagles. Pittsburgh Steelers off to a 3-0 start for the first time since 2010. This was one I was I was pretty wrong about. I said, well, there's no way that the Texans are going to start the season 0-3, um, especially, you know, we got to take into consideration they played the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens to start the year, uh, but they couldn't get anything going offensively, just 21 points. Um, you know, you take a look at the numbers, Deshaun, 19-27, two touchdowns, one interception, nothing on the ground game. My thing, my thing that I need to say about the Steelers is I'm still not high on them as a, a legit, you know, monster team in the AFC. I just I don't feel that good about their offense. But man, that front seven, you can't do shit on them. Uh, David Johnson, 13 carries for 23 yards. That's average of 1.8 yards per carry. It's one of the best front sevens in football. Um, offensively for the Steelers, look, it's it's good. It's not great. The backfield is, is you know, whatever guy gets the hot hand. Today it was James Conner, uh, 18 for 109 and a touchdown. The, the thing for me with, with Pittsburgh is, is the passing game. You know, they've got guys, you know, Eric Ebron, 52 yards and a touchdown. Juju, though, only 43 yards. James Washington, 36 yards. Chase Claypool, one catch for 24. The passing offense worries me. And the Houston secondary is, is pretty bad, so... The only thing that I'm missing is just a is a explosiveness from the pass offense. Um, I've told you for years now I'm not high on Juju as a legit number one receiver. I think he makes a one of the best number two receivers in football. Um, and the loss of Antonio Brown, it's been years now. I, I've said it. You know, Juju just hasn't shown that I think he can be that undoubtedly you know number one receiving option. Um, they're 3-0, so I probably shouldn't say much bad about them. I think their defense is amazing. They've got a great offensive line. Big Ben still has it. Um, I just, I'm I'm still, you know, I'm more confident in them as a 3-0 team than I am as a, 
uh, you know, of the of the Bears, obviously. But I just I, I feel like when we get these divisional matchups, the Browns, the Ravens, that's when the losses will start to come in. I still have them as a nine and seven team. You know, I predicted a winning year for them, and maybe they can get a wild card spot. But I don't know. I, I'm still still just a little cautious on the Steelers right now. But they win this one, move to three and zero. Uh, 28-21 over the Texans. Really don't need to spend a whole lot of time talking about this one. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, 36-7 to over the New York Jets. Uh, Phillip Rivers becomes the sixth quarterback in NFL history with 60,000 passing yards and 400 passing touchdowns. Um, hats off to him. It, he joins a, a very elite group of quarterbacks. It's Marino. Oh, God, I'm going to do this off the top of my head right now. It's Marino. Brady, Peyton, Drew Brees, uh, Brett Favre? I think Brett Favre is the fifth. I think Brett Favre is the fifth. Not entirely sure, but he's the sixth now. Uh, the Colts just dominated. The, the big story was the defense. Two pick sixes, one safety. Jets couldn't move anything. Let's just take a look at the stats because they're funny. Sam Darnold, 17 to 29, 168, one touchdown, three interceptions. Frank Gore with 57 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. Uh, it was the Braxton Berrios game, I guess. Four catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Um, this game was never going to be close. It was never going to be. Um, one thing I'll say about the Colts is they, they only are going to get better. They've got a lot of young guys playing key moments. You know, Julian Blackman now, uh, rookie who was just active activated off a torn ACL a week ago. He had a 10-month recovery on a torn ACL and is starting safety. So he's only going to get better. Corners are only going to get better. I'm trying to think. DeForest Buckner is only going to get better as he figures out this new defense for him. And offensively, the biggest one where I say it's only going to get better is Jonathan Taylor. He is still leaving a ton of yards up for grabs. Um, the vision just, it's, it's a little shaky still. I expect him to get better. I expect the Colts to be a very good team this year. Two and one. Jets, Lose to Denver. If you lose to Blake Bortles or or whoever they start at quarterback on Thursday night football, primetime game, that's when you fire Adam Gase. Don't win for the rest of the season. Take Trevor Lawrence. New regime uh, with head coach, I guess, because you still keep Joe Douglas around. And you move on from there, and hopefully you can build something. It's going to be an awful season in New York. It's going to be awful. Giants, Jets, two worst teams in football. I feel very confident in saying that. Let's move on to uh, some more of the late afternoon games. Five games left here. Um, other shocker of the week that I just got blatantly wrong. I, I thought the Chargers would, would own the, the Panthers. I was very uh, unimpressed by the Panthers' defense through the first two weeks. I will say they are one of those teams that I said, you know, it's going to be tough. Those are op opening two games. You know, a team that has just brought in so much new to the roster, to the coaching staff. It's going to take time to gel, so maybe, you know, I'm, I'm – underselling on the Panthers a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater was efficient, 22 of 28, 235 and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Davis, 13 carries. Did have eight catches for 45 yards and a touchdown, though. Uh, DJ Moore, two catches. Both of them were, you know, for long gains. Um, really where this came down to, you know, the, the Chargers just have too many injuries on defense right now. They really do. Um, obviously, you got to give them. You got to say they didn't get enough done on offense. Herbert, 35 for 49, 330 yards with a touchdown and interception. Eckler, 12 carries, 59 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Big Keenan Allen game. Um, Austin Eckler with 11 catches out of the backfield. Hunter Henry, 
five grabs. Ooh, excuse me. That was gross. Um, three lost fumbles, though. You know, it, it's, it really was, you know, a day of turnovers. That's really what did them in. Justin Herbert had the pick and the fumble. Keelan, Keenan Allen lost a fumble. Joshua Kelly lost a fumble. Turnovers go the other way. That's a Chargers win to me. I feel pretty confident saying that. If one team turns the ball over four times and the other team turns the ball over zero times, um, then then that's that's a uh, that's a telltale sign of a of a game that would have a completely different swing if the turnovers were a little bit closer. So, um, still think that the Chargers can be a, a close to a 500, maybe just below 500 team. Panthers, I still think one of the worst teams in football. Um, hats off to Matt Rule for his first win. Panthers' first win since Week Nine of last season. Uh, don't expect many more this year. Um, good, good for them. 21-16. They get their first win of the season. Uh, the game that pissed me off beyond belief. Beyond belief. Oh, my God. I, I actually am still really upset about this outcome. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Game-winning field goal against the Arizona Cardinals. 26-23. Um, back and forth game. Barely misses the over. Uh, the Cardinals, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, I had a plus 907 leg teaser. All the Cardinals had to do was win the game. It was a pick at that point. Um, really, really baffled by this one. Um, you know, I, I Kyler made some questionable choices in that fourth quarter. Um, there was a third and nine where it was very clear you just needed the first down. Um, all you had, there was, you know, a few minutes left in the game. Um, if you just marched down the field, kept it in field goal range, then you guys take the three-point lead instead of giving the ball back to Matt Stafford. It was a third and nine, and he took a shot toward the end zone on a 50-yard pass. Um, it was incomplete. He was double-covered. Frustrating. Frustrating game. Lions had many, many chances. Uh, they kept marching down and kicked the game-winning field goal. You know, good for the Lions. They won for the first time oof, since... Early last season, early last season, um, back and forth game. It was exciting. You know that what you can say about the Lions is when you put Kenny Galladay in there. It's just like what I say with the Bills when you add Stefan Diggs to the mix. It's not only is Kenny Galladay back to being your number one wide receiver, but you know Marvin Jones becomes your wide receiver too. He has less responsibility. He's getting you know easier looks. It, it just helps so much better. Uh, when your top receiving option is back out there, Matthew Stafford was good. 272 touchdowns. Adrian Peterson, 22 carries for 75 yards. Kenny, like I said in that return, six catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Just opens up things for, you know, Hawkinson, Jones. Um, you know, Danny caught a pass in there. Frustrating game. Cardinals should have won that. At the very least, it should have gone into overtime. Just a, a frustrating loss um, and one that, you know, cost me a big payout. So... Arizona, you're dead to me. Look, Kyler still looked good. Um, tough defense, schematically, not talent-wise necessarily. Uh, Kyler did throw three interceptions, though. So, you know, just just a rough game. I expect the Cardinals to still be like a 6-2 and two team halfway through the season. And then when the divisional games start coming their way, that's, uh, you know, I'll say this for the next month or so. You know, as soon as they have to start facing the NFC West, that's when they'll come back down to earth. That's when we'll realize the defense and the offensive line still matter. You know, you can't just do everything with Kyler Murray. Three games left. Tampa Bay, easy win over Denver. Don't need to spend a whole lot of time here. Uh, Buccaneers are a good team. Um, Denver is a bad team. Still don't feel great about the Bucs. 
you know, I, I still think they can sneak into the playoffs with three wild card spots. I'm not sure. I think I might have predicted an 11 and five. I think they might be closer to a 10 and six or even nine and seven. Um, I don't know. Denver kind of just hung around too long for me to really feel good about it. You know, the run game is still a little iffy. Ronald, you know, 13 for 53. Leonard Fournette, 7 for 15. Receiving options, you know, it, it was a funny game. You know, they got Gronk involved. Six catches, who, which led the offense. Um, he was targeted the most on offense as well. Seven targets. The funny thing, Mike Evans, two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. Really funny uh, stat line for him. Um, you know, if you look at Denver, not a whole lot. Melvin couldn't get anything going on the ground. They, they were really dominated on offense. Very impressive game for Todd Bowles, as I'll say always. He's a really great defensive coordinator, just an atrocious head coach. Um, Buccaneers are a good team. Not great yet. I still, they just, I don't know. It just seems like they shouldn't, Denver shouldn't have hung around that long. And yet, I'm still saying that, and it was an 18-point game. But Denver was pushing the ball down the field uh, for too many drives for my liking. Um they win that one. You know, Denver, the last thing that I'll say, you know, probably get the, the first win of the season against the Jets on Thursday. Um, it's it's just, it's it's one of those years. You're the unlucky team of the league. Injuries, too many of them now. Um, you're going to be one of those teams that's, you know, maybe picking in the top 10 this year, but is probably pushing for a wild card spot next year. So just hold on tight. You don't have it as bad as the Giants or the Jets. Just hold on tight. You've got the nucleus there. Don't blow it up. Just kind of, you know, this just isn't your year. Sorry. Uh, really exciting last two games to, to finish out the Sunday slate. Um, the Seattle Seahawks against the Dallas Cowboys. Really just a back-and-forth game. Um, ends up with Seattle winning by a touchdown. I, I mean... Russell is still, you know, the number one, you know, MVP favorite right now. 27 of 40, 315 yards, five touchdowns through the air. He now holds the NFL record for most touchdowns through the first three games of a regular season with 15. Um, I think there were a number of quarterbacks who had had 14 or maybe just one. I'm trying to think who it was. Can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Chris Carson, got to be careful. Watch out for what the, uh, the outcome of that injury was. Dirty-ass play. Dirty-ass play by the Cowboys. Um, sucks to see Carson get hurt. He was a very important part to the offense. Um, you know, if, if they have to go a couple games with Carlos Hyde and Travis Homer, hopefully they can make it work. Don't have a ton of confidence. Um, the DK Tyler Lockett duo is, is unbelievable. DK four catches, 110 yards and a touchdown should have had two touchdowns. If not for that, you know, um, fumble or you know, right at the goal line that turned into a touchback. Tyler Lockett, the three touchdown game on nine catches for 100 yards. Lethal duo. Russell Wilson playing out of his mind. And one thing I, I you, you got to say about the Cowboys, I still don't get why we're shitting on Dak Prescott so much. The defense allowed 38 points. He got you 31. Yeah, he threw two interceptions, one at the end of the game. He was forcing a throw. That's, that shit happens. And you get behind, you can't necessarily give the ball to Zeke to run the ball. Um, he had 14 carries for 34 yards and a touchdown. I will say, it, it's a funny game that we're playing because everybody yelled at Jason Garrett for not getting um, Zeke that many targets out of the backfield. 
Uh, they threw it a little bit too much to Zeke for my liking. He led the league, or led. He was tied with Amari Cooper for 12 targets. Um, he only caught six of those and had 24 yards. Let's just not. I, I get feed Zeke. I get he's got it tattooed on him. But if you're trailing, and you got to start passing the ball, and you have four receivers that are Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb, and and this Wilson guy who came out of nowhere. I'm not, I'm not doing checkdowns to Zeke. I'm doing deep pass concepts and just letting these four terrorize the secondary, which is what they did for the most part. Gallup, six catches, 138 and a touchdown. Wilson, five catches, 107, two touchdowns. Amari, 86 yards. CeeDee Lamb, 65 yards. This pass attack is lethal. I think one through four, it's one of the deepest in the league now. If this Wilson guy isn't just a one-game wonder. Um, Cowboys, fortunately for them, Best team in a bad division. They will go 8-8 eight and eight and still make it to the playoffs. 1-2, um, and two, not too worried. They'll pick it up. They've got six guaranteed wins to me against Philadelphia, Washington, and the Giants. And then how about that for a Sunday night football game? This is where I made most of my money of the week. Uh, Green Bay moving to 3-0, 37-30 over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, first, road, first win on the road in New Orleans since week 16 of the 1995 season. That home field advantage in New Orleans is one of the best in the game, uh, but no fans. I, I think they had 750, but uh, very different environment. Aaron Rodgers, 21-32, 283, three touchdowns. To me, right now, Rodgers is probably second in the MVP voting to me, just when you take, uh, especially after last, after last night's performance. You know, no Devontae Adams. Whole bunch of nobodies out there. He was making it work against a really talented defense, a good secondary, especially in a game where Aaron Jones really didn't get a whole lot going. 16 carries, 69 yards, over four yards a carry, and, and had a touchdown too, but not you know not what we got last week or, or even week one out of him. Um, Rodgers, to me, if I was going MVP voting, it's Russell Wilson, one, Aaron Rodgers, two, and then Josh Allen, number three we got to start talking up Josh Allen MVP stuff. I might put a future on him. Not going to lie. Um, really impressed with the Packers. 37 points without, you know, really getting anything going in the ground game and also not having, you know, one of the best receivers in football playing. Uh, really, really impressed with the Packers. They were my NFC pick to represent in the Super Bowl. Um, for the second year in a row now, so hopefully they can get over the, the hump this time and make it there. Uh, New Orleans, one and two. Um, kind of like what I'll say with Dallas. Not worried about this team not, you know, starting one and two. New Orleans and Dallas will still make the playoffs despite being one and two. New Orleans is the best team in that division still by a decent margin to, in my eyes over Tampa Bay. Um, I will say, I, I get it, Drew Brees had a high completion percentage. Threw for 288 yards, three touchdowns. If we just take a look at the yards that he threw the ball and then, you know, we didn't take into consideration what they did after the catch, those numbers dropped down significantly. It was the Alvin Kamara show, 13 catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns, uh, also added in 58 yards on the ground on six carries. Emmanuel Sanders finally got his first touchdown. New Orleans is going to be a playoff team. Yes, they're one and two. Yes, I'm not high on Drew Brees. I'm being labeled as a Saints hater. I still think they're going to be a playoff team. Still think they're 11 and five, um, but but yeah, good win for Green Bay. You need that one. You need it. You got to start winning. You know, first two weeks you go through. You beat Chicago. You beat Minnesota. 
or sorry, not Chicago. You beat uh, Detroit. You beat Minnesota. It's like, uh, happens. But um, you know, the win over New Orleans very impressive. And uh, that's all we got for the action on Sunday. What I'll say tonight, I expect a really good game, um, as we all should. In terms of betting, the one thing that I did bet, um, and I'm not sure, I might have some action in uh, before the end of the day, so make sure to check out my Twitter right before the game. I'll put out whatever other bets I add in. But the one thing that I do have right now is I have some money on the Ravens minus three first half. Um, I think Ravens... I think the Ravens keep the Chiefs off the field a lot in the first half. Long drives, running out the clock, um, take an early lead. I'm not going to count the Chiefs out in the second half. That's why I haven't bet necessarily the full game spread yet. You know, I think it could be like a third quarter Chiefs just, you know, rattle off, you know, three scores in one quarter and all of a sudden it's a way different game. Now Baltimore is coming from behind. So, um, on the pick show on on Friday with Teddy, which ugh, rough rough go for both of us. Right now I'm at seven and seven. Teddy, um, not so much. We'll, we'll we'll always come back. We'll be back next week to to you know resurrect ourselves. But um, I picked Ravens minus three and a half. I am gonna stick with that, I guess. But it's not one that I'm confidently betting on. I do feel good about the Ravens leading after the first half. Um, and that's as far as I'll take it. Need to see more from the tackle play of the Chiefs. Need a big game out of Mitchell Swartz. Uh, he's had a rough two first weeks of the season after everybody spent the entire offseason saying, oh my God, he's the most underrated tackle. He looked, He's looked really bad to start the year. Um, Ravens defense is phenomenal. Need to see what Clyde can do in the run. you got to establish the run. They did really well against the Texans. He did not well against the Chargers. Um, so stay tuned on that one. Let's just enjoy the game. It's early in the season. We know both these teams could, you know, very well be meeting up at the AFC Championship game. Let's just enjoy it now. Let's not overreact if the Chiefs, you know, if they, you know, get, you know, lose by double digits to the Ravens or if the Ravens, if Lamar can't come back, you know, let's just enjoy the game. There's plenty of time left in the season. These teams are going to be in the AFC Championship game. My pick is one of them will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Let's just not overreact. Let's just enjoy what should be a very exciting game. Other than that, that's all I got for you. Uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to follow me over on Twitter at BlakeAndrewPace. Um, make sure to keep following all my work that I'm doing. Trying to trying to expand a little bit more on the content that I'm doing. Um, so we'll see if we've got some nice things in the works coming down the road. We'll be back Wednesday. Haven't decided yet if we'll talk about Justin Fields, if we'll talk about the left tackle from Oregon, or if we'll just stick with some NFL stuff. I might want to talk a little bit about the Bears quarterback situation um, or, or talk about, you know, if, if there's any huge news over the next few days, I'm still saving it up for, you know, the college football talk could be an every other week kind of thing. That way, you know, we're not, you know, talking about, you know, round three guys by the time the draft rolls around. Um, still still up in the air what we're going to do for Wednesdays, but we'll be back also on Friday with doing picks against the spread for week four of the NFL season with my good pal Teddy Pristash. As we said, we both try and resurrect ourselves after a strong week two. Underwhelming week three, we'll bounce back. Uh, once again, thank you guys so much for listening to Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace. I'll talk to you later. Peace.